This time on the Internet Computer Weekly, I'm joined by Hazel. What's your last name, Hazel? Rowell. Rowell? Rowell. <laughs> Sorry, I think I just ruined your intro. No, 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 that's fine. And you're producing Bunched, which is a decentralized Patreon built on the Internet Computer. You also were behind the HZLD token as well, which was just an experiment that I understood came from Bunched. But it was fascinating anyway. It was an airdrop that went out to a bunch of people on Twitter. And I think, how much did it cost for that airdrop? And how many people did you distribute tokens to? Nothing. It didn't cost anything, essentially. Uh, We got about 1,200 airdrop recipients. And they all appear to be unique airdrop recipients. So it didn't look like anyone was actually gaming the system, which was super cool. Well, I mean, it was a, you know, non-valuable token. Yeah. (laughs) That's amazing. Yeah. And before we dive into what the HCL token experiment was about, can you give us a bit of an idea about your background and what led you to the internet computer? Yeah. So I'm a senior software engineer. I'm located just outside of Boston at this point. I actually stumbled across the internet computer from Medium article. So I got into crypto way back in like 2011. And then I kind of checked out because it didn't seem like anything interesting was happening at that point. And just kind of like watched along from the sidelines. And then about, I don't know, maybe eight months ago at this point, I'd stumbled across a Definity Medium article. And it was super interesting because... It seemed like a more legitimate way or a more effective way to build real applications for real people that are blockchain-based applications. So have you been following blockchain for a long time, or was your introduction Definity? I've been following it for a long time. So I got into it in 2011. I think my Bitcoin Talk account was created like in August of 2011. And so why did it take you so long to get involved? That's a really good question. So way back then, there was nothing going on. I think the most exciting thing that was happening around that time or shortly thereafter was Just Dice was like the most exciting application. And then I got excited about Ripple and then Ethereum popped up and I was really excited about Ethereum. But the gas model, at least for the types of application I'm interested in building, the gas model doesn't work well. It seemed like it would be too difficult for me to convince regular people to go buy this token, set up a wallet just to use my application. There would be no way to ever compete. So the gas model was the biggest thing for me. So what was the moment when you realized that the internet computer provided for your minimum performance and feature requirements? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, When I realized that the internet computer has private data and uses a reverse gas model. So essentially, you can create real applications where user data and your application data are protected, and the computation is also protected, and you don't have to onboard your users to a whole system of cryptocurrency to get them using your application. So they can just use it like a normal application, completely transparent. So recently, we've had a whole bunch of confusing and concerning information coming out of the foundation. I have a question for you, and this is not something we've talked about before. So you have a minimum feature set and minimum performance requirements that the internet computer meets that you didn't find a blockchain hosting platform prior to Definity that met those requirements. 
is there a minimum feature set and performance requirements of the supporting organization for a blockchain platform? And is that an issue? And are the recent kind of adverse media events that have come from the Definity Foundation an issue? So, yes. I do think regarding the media events, they've definitely been concerning. And frankly, it's frustrating just because when you go and actually use the tools that they've built, everything's working. Like you can go and you can build real applications on the internet computer today and real people can go use them. Like everything's working end to end. So to me, at least, it's a bit confusing as to why, despite having this fully featured platform, that the foundation hasn't tried to rebuttal any of these claims. Regarding the requirements for the supporting organization, there seems to be transparency and communication. That's really the big things, as well as you know, good development. But the Definity Foundation, to me, has proven that they can build these things, and they can build them well, and they can build them in a decent cadence. Frankly, all of this stuff is, at least what they've built, is entirely net new. And it would be nice if they could come out and just rebuttal some of these claims a bit or at least like provide some clarifying points. So I think the big issue right now is people are confused on how many tokens were sold and by who. That information is there. Like We should just be able to get it. Does this impact your decision or your ability to develop on the internet computer? Personally, I've been able or I've been you know lucky enough to talk with a lot of the devs and the people building this are awesome. And I'm super excited about everything that they're working on. So it doesn't directly affect my ability to build on this thing, the thing being the internet computer, but it is frustrating. So moving on to Bunched. Bunched, as I understand it, is essentially a platform that pursues the creator economy that is currently housed around Patreon predominantly. Can you explain a bit about Patreon and the creator economy and how that inspired you to come up with the idea for Bunch? Yeah, I can. So I actually had a few candidate ideas that I was interested in developing. And all the candidate ideas revolved around this like idea that you have all these people and they're generating this value. And all of that value is being captured by some app or platform that they'll never own, right? So Patreon is a subscription membership platform that lets creators just directly get paid by their fans. So a lot of this creator content today is housed on platforms like YouTube, or we have Medium, or Twitch is, I think, one of the most rapidly growing ones for streaming. And the way creators get paid on those platforms is by eyeballs. So Patreon came out and said, hey, we think there's a better way. And we think that better way is just directly asking your fans for money. And it worked. So there's a new thing here where So instead of the situation where you have YouTube producing and capturing surplus value in the form of user attention, you've got this new platform where the consumers of the content determine how much surplus value there is directly rather than via the market for their attention in the form of advertising clicks. And they're providing that value directly to the creator. Yep, you nailed it exactly. So it's really, really interesting because the fact that Patreon worked 
or is working and other platforms like OnlyFans and Substack is another interesting subset of this kind of like creator economy. It proves that creator content has gotten to the point, or maybe it always has had this immense value that people are actually willing to pay for it, right? And the purpose of Bunch is to get these creators publishing their content into this blockchain application and having this blockchain application that they own capturing all that value and giving them back ownership in it, right? So the more successful and the more successful creators join the platform, the more value is captured inside of this platform and the more ownership the people actually using the platform get back in the tool that they're using. And this ownership presumably is represented by tokens that creator is rewarded with in exchange for the attention that they have drawn from their community Mm -hmm. and then bunched clips the ticket on payments? Yeah, exactly. So this is all subject to change. I believe very strongly in iterating and experimenting. But the base or the initial model is essentially a creator will publish their content onto Bunched. They'll have their own, what we're calling a creator swarm. So nobody will technically own these contracts, but the creator will have access as the owner. And a creator will publish their content into their creator swarm or Bunched, as we'll just generalize it from now on. And a creator subscribers will come and they'll subscribe and, you know, pay for the content. And Essentially, creators will be issued bunched based on the difference between how much they're bringing to the platform economically from their subscribers, less how much it costs to host their content. Um, There will be a free tier, obviously, of bunched, but since this is all on-chain and on-chain has costs, you do have to take into account somebody trying to come along and upload 30 terabytes of random movies. So how do you prevent people from spamming the platform like that? That's a really good question. Like everything on chain, and when you have identities that are just private public key pairs, you're going to have to deal with spam. And we have a few ideas. The first idea is just let them do it, but essentially have a creator ranking system. And depending on the creator rank, they can upload a certain amount of content. Right. And then as a creator naturally grows and gets subscribers, that cap is increased. Okay. And so your free tier only allows you to upload a certain amount of content. Yep. That is exactly correct. And the idea being that you can theoretically host, it's like $5 per gigabyte per year. Right. And a gigabyte of creator content is pretty significant depending on the type of content that you're making. Um, And the idea being that we'll give you the free tier, you can bring your subscribers over. And as your subscribers come over, you increase the amount of your capabilities. And we might get to some point where there are no capabilities. And then it's just up to you to manage that cost versus subscriber revenue kind of ratio. Okay, that makes total sense. So there is one question I have, though, and that is that you're talking about getting a large volume of content creators to move from naturally viral platforms like YouTube, for example, let's keep it simple, 
and move over from that to a platform that does not have a network and the same viral potential as that already established infrastructure. Yeah, so that's definitely going to be a challenge. But I think one thing to realize is that Bunched or any of these sites aren't directly competing with something like YouTube or Twitch, right? Creators can still use those platforms to get you know that viral type of awareness and then get their fans to move over to a. Or that's how it works today, right? Is you're on YouTube, you have fans, and then in your videos you say, "Hey, if you want to get like exclusive content, come join my Patreon." So it would just be the same thing. Hey, if you want exclusive content, come join my Bunched, right? We do have another thought on that, though, because it's not the end of the story. And one feature of Bunch that we think will help alleviate some of that and make it more of a content platform is the idea of content bundling. And essentially what we want to do with content bundling is we want to make it more akin to a group of creators publishing their content into one membership site. So essentially, creators would be able to compete against a niche. So maybe you have a bunch of uh, creators in the gaming community and they all publish a little bit of content into this bundle with maybe a hundred other gaming creators. Oh, okay. And then you could easily just say you get rewards proportional to the attention that your content draws relative to the whole. Yeah, exactly. That is definitely something to be investigated. The first model is just for the sake of simplicity, we're going to say... If you're making $100,000 a year or a month from subscribers, we're just going to divide that by the number of creators in the group. One of the cool things is all these things are extendable. You can iterate and experiment with different types of revenue models. In theory, you could make it so you have a bundle site where the people subscribed have to, quote unquote, unlock the content. And maybe that is your value signaling mechanism. So yeah, you can do all sorts of cool things like that. It's just the key is getting the content on chain to make this stuff happen. And so the important thing about getting it on chain is so that you can actually get the analytics of user engagement that are currently captured entirely by big tech right now and not entirely, but kept from the creator themselves. Yeah, no, I mean, I'd actually argue, I think you were right the first time when you said it is entirely captured by big tech. Behind the scenes, we have no idea any of the analytics on this stuff. I mean, moreover, today, all of these platforms are optimized for eyeballs for like the attention economy models. So we don't even know if the content that YouTube or Twitch, et cetera, are surfacing is necessarily valued content in this new world or not new world, it's technically the first iteration on this thing where people are directly subscribing to the creators that they enjoy, right? And one of the things about getting the content on chain is this is a property of the internet computer is the fact that all of the APIs are open by default. So once it's on chain, the analytic infos that's in bunch will naturally just be exposed and then people can go and build their things off of that. So what's the plan? What is your strategy for rolling this out? And I know it's totally unfair to ask for a roadmap, but can you take a stab at how long you think this is going to take? A stab at how long I think it's going to take? Okay. So essentially, when I've been talking about Bunched, generally, I've only been talking about this idea of like the subscription membership platform. And the subscription membership platform is well understood. There's a whole bunch of platforms that we can model this thing after. 
So I would really, really like to have what I've been calling a minimum lovable bunch done in maybe three months. And that's a non-aggressive schedule. I'm working bunched pretty much all night (laughs) right now. So that's like the non-aggressive schedule. So you've been the recipient of a Definity grant, right? Yeah, we have actually. So we've been hacking away on that as a way to um, prove things out. And has that been a positive experience? I mean, it's an enormous program. How big was your grant? So we actually received a $25,000 grant. And it's been awesome. The team was super excited and they actually had a lot of great feedback on things that we can experiment with. So overall, it's been like a very positive experience. And I'm super excited to see what other community members are going to you know, build using this program. Can you tell me a bit about what it took to get that grant? Was it easy? What did you submit? How long did you plan for it, et cetera? Um, that's a good question. So I was drafting up my grant application for a week or two after I committed to the idea. If you go back on Twitter, you'll probably be able to find a tweet where I declared that I was building this thing. So about two weeks, and I planned out a four-month sprint to go from nothing to what, like I said, the minimal lovable bunched idea. And that was it? Yeah, that was it. So I had a technical roadmap and all right, so maybe that wasn't it. I think I severely <laughs> sold myself short in how much work it was. Um, I work more technically. So I came to the table with a technical plan. I laid out how I thought the whole system was going to work, You know what we would have technically at like the one month check-in, like how it would all come together. So I do think if you're more technically minded, don't try to push yourself into building like a plan that a PM would have. Try to push like, hey, here's what I want to technically do. Here's how long it's going to take. And here are my solid deliverables that are going to be like in a canister that you're going to be able to tinker with. Oh, I'm sure people will find that helpful because I haven't really heard anyone really talking about what the process is like. And I feel like that's really important to give people the confidence to take that leap and apply for a grant. So yeah, thanks for being so transparent there. It's also... Talking about the ambitions of Bunched, the very idea of storing a gigabyte of data on-chain for five bucks a year is just crazy. And then to see the storm of what is being called FUD by the foundation, but it's in fact really just pretty troubled communication and a general ignorance of the community needs. It's baffling to me that we're in this situation. Yeah, no, it's really puzzling to me. I've really been trying to tune most of it out because it's really just frustrating. It's like the whole thing works. You can go build on this. And I'm just convinced that most of the people saying these things haven't read the damn manual at all and like tried to do this and like go deploy applications on the mainnet today, which you can now do. Yeah, it's a bizarre time. But nonetheless, thank you very much for your insight today. I'll have you back shortly for a discussion about tokens. And I really want to hit up the HCLD token experiment in particular. Yeah, thanks for having me. Let's talk again soon. Where can people find out more and follow the progress that you're making? Yeah, so I try to tweet about all this stuff nonstop sometimes. So you can follow me at suddenlyhazel on Twitter. Awesome. 
The Internet Computer Weekly has a sister newsletter featuring news, project updates, interesting tidbits and reading that come up over the course of the week. Together they are part of a larger effort at ecosystem building we are calling the Cycle DAO. Visit cycledao.xyz to subscribe and learn more.